we're against, against the, the current. current. And we're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. Last night, um, you guys posted something like about the last 12 years of the band, and that completely changed my my plan of what I wanted to talk about in this interview. Oh, snap. So I actually want to go back in time and talk about that initial process when you guys first kind of met each other and just started like working together. Like, what was it about each other that you guys felt like was the perfect fit for this band? Well, Dan and Will met first. So they met when they were eight or nine. Uh, and Will had already been playing music for basically since he was like a toddler and kind of prodded Dan into starting the guitar. Um, so Will will really form Dan into the perfect bandmate. <laughs> and then uh, and then I met them when I was like 15 through a mutual friend. And I just remember I had been writing songs by myself, but I had never been in a band. And at th- that point, they had been doing it ironically for six years. Yeah. Um, and I just remember just wanting to be good enough and prove myself. And I thought it was the coolest thing. Like they had already recorded songs and put them online. And I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Like, I just want to do that. So, yeah. So as you guys finally started to become uh, what the band is today, like that writing process, that recording process, like how did that chemistry kind of start to blend in together as like one body of work or one, one basically machine, which is the band? I think it takes a lot of time. Yeah, just time. Just time, I think, really. Uh, cool kids today, man. I know. No one. Press conference. Just, just, uh, just time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it like, it took years. I would say even as much as like the last few years, we've really kind of settled into realizing our respective roles and what each of us are is really good at mm. and, and being able to lean on each other for, for those things and uh, fill in each other's weaknesses and other things. Um, I think we had that insight at a really young age. You know, we actually did start as a five piece. And then before we even recorded our first EP, we decided to go forward as just the three of us. Mm. Um, and I just think we had that, the foresight at the time to realize that the three of us kind of covered what we needed when it came to being in the band and that we could rely on each other to fill in each other's gaps. Uh, and it took years to kind of actually hone that practice into being something that we employed actually on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But we kind of always knew that was the case with the three of us. I'm sure there was so many challenges that you mm. guys faced to be able to like get heard, be able to go on these tours that you guys are doing now. Like, what would you say was one of like the biggest challenges that the, the band faced early on in the career? Uh, I think probably transitioning off YouTube to what people consider a real band. Yeah, I guess we used to get roasted on tour like because we (laughs) so ironically, we didn't have a hard time getting our music heard to start. We were really lucky because we started doing these YouTube covers. And the first one that we ever did, we collabed with another artist and it just popped up. It had millions of views and it did really well. So we just got lucky, had a lucky roll of the dice where our first video did well. So we had fans kind of from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being taken seriously by our peers was really difficult. Um, and if it wasn't to our face, it was definitely behind our back and we heard it. And, Damn. Uh, you know, we weren't a real band. We didn't sleep in, you know, on the floor of a van in parking lots. So we didn't earn our stripes. We didn't deserve to be here like everyone else. Uh, you know, we were kind of, and, and we let that get to us, I think for a while too, thinking and, and actually believing that, believing that you, everyone has to follow down this same path to be valid as yeah. a band. Um, and now I realize that that's 
so unbelievably stupid and people are going to find all sorts of different paths into into music into anything in life so um but that was the hardest thing is kind of overcoming that when you had two sides you had a really rabid fan base on youtube that Mm. was begging for more covers and then all of these other like music industry people and like you know the chorus of our peers telling us that we were lame and that we didn't deserve to be in the place that we were that's crazy that's yeah. crazy. It's like grass is always greener, like on the totally. other side. Like it's just, I guess, like today the YouTube today is like the TikTok, where it's like yeah. Artists are oh, that's why create. when I see like when I see bands and stuff like roasting TikTokers for getting success, I'm like, no one's stopping you from doing that too. Yeah. That's the thing is everyone acts like it's something a path that's not accessible to them. Like when we were doing the YouTube covers, anyone else could have done it. We weren't doing anything super special or different. Yeah. We just were doing it. That's the thing with TikTok. There's so much space. Um, so it drives me crazy when I see people like roasting other people for making their way through a path that was different than theirs. It's yeah. like the music industry is so hard to break into as it is. It has so much red tape, so many glass ceilings. If there's a new avenue for people to get into it, we should all be embracing it because we all know how hard it is to be yeah. in this industry. At the same time, uh, Dan, like, how would you say that like this like uh, cover era that you guys started out with like how do you feel like that helped you become like a better guitarist a better performer oh, i mean it definitely does because you have to dissect the song and then like kind of yeah. play it in your own style so that helps and then i'm sure it helped us with our like even learning to like record and stuff like being able to like because during the we had to record at home and we were remote with uh, <laughs> the producer so it's like if we didn't have that experience uh growing up learning how to use all the technology and everything that goes with that yeah i think i i love that like now it feels like you guys are kind of going back and back to your roots uh with this new single um good guy and and just you know going back with matt squire again and like talk to me about this this track and and that initial process of it i know you guys did the skeleton of it before vocals were even created so like will like instrument uh drum wise like what really inspired you to create what you created for this song, not knowing what lyrics were going to be on it? Uh, I just wrote the music and then <laughs> you have to put drums to it. <laughs> uh, that's the truth. I don't know. Uh, Matt Squire didn't do it though. Uh, he did Fever EP. Oh, we did, love Matt. Right. We love Matt. Um, this one yeah. actually, we convinced our mixer, uh, Nick Rad, to come out of retirement as a producer. Wow. Um, he used to be in the band Acceptance. It was a band that we all look up to a lot. And, We've been working with him. He's been mixing our stuff for a long time, um, but he hasn't been producing recently at all. Uh, but we just we loved working with him. And we were kind of always joking like, hey, if you ever want to come out of you know retirement. <laughs> and then one day he was just kind of like, you know what, guys, like if you guys want to do a couple songs, like let's do it. And the guys went in and uh, recorded some music for a couple tracks. And the top line came later. And yeah, yeah out came good guys. The first of the three. What was that initial like mi- like mindset or feeling once you guys heard the song like finalized to what it is? That was kind of crazy because <laughs> the instrumental existed for like a year probably, yeah. and everyone just like was really into it, but like it it was like impossible to write to, I guess. It was tough. Uh, and then we just decided we're like, okay, we're gonna like put a release date in our <laughs> like a due date in our calendar, and we're gonna say we're gonna, gonna get this song to the finish line somehow. Yeah. And honestly, I was pretty doubtful towards the end. But in the 11th hour, it's like Chrissy sang it and we got a mix back. And it was like, oh, shit. OK, this is like perfect. Good thing we like held out Crazy. and actually, you know, instead of picking another song that was closer, maybe, but not as I don't know, just not right or just not as good of a song. We just kind of, uh, you know, set our set our. Uh, we didn't even have um, 
a second verse written the day I was going into the studio. I realized that at the last minute, I was like, oh, I forgot that part. <laughs> and so I had to it's like, like write you didn't it. want to write a song. I wrote it that morning. Yeah. So. But I guess in hindsight, we kind of did it the way we did most of our yeah, like yeah. most successful stuff. Just yeah. like, and just not even second guessing anything and just doing it. Uh, yeah. Just double mics right now. Yeah. At a press conference. <laughs> uh, well, well. It came out awesome. Yeah. I think we're, we're really stoked on it. It must've felt amazing. Like going back to like being able to just create the three of you instead of yeah. having like that yeah. whole team behind you. That's a huge thing. So I feel like at least for me, I've always wanted to like be able to produce our music because I was always, we've worked with so many amazing people and I've learned like everything from them, but there's something at the end of the day like your music is like your music. So it's almost like you need to produce it yourself too, to be truly happy with it or yeah. to like, you know, I just, we've gotten really close to the vision, the, the stuff I've heard in my head before, but it's always like 98%, 99%. I'm like, how do we get that extra yeah. 1%? And uh, yeah, this song's all us from start to finish. So it's kind of like, I feel like we're, we're there. Yeah. Is this the start of a new era? Like I know the, the, the tour title, nightmares and daydreams is this part of a new era where this song is kind of falling in place in and is this kind of like an era where there's a split where there's music that is nightmare music that is daydream like what what are the plans as far as that goes yeah it, it's definitely a new era um that line comes out of blindfolded which was the first of our independent new independent releases mm. um the other thing with with that with nightmare and, and daydream we do have kind of an idea of these upcoming songs and what falls into the nightmare realm and what falls into the daydream realm. But at the same time, a lot of the theme is how the line can be super blurred between nightmares and daydreams. Mm. Um, you know, the thing that's what blindfold is all about is, you know, the thing that you thought you wanted the most yeah. can turn out to be something you hate, something you resent. And that theme still is present in good guy too. At some point you did think this person was a good guy um, and kind of just realizing it was, it was all an act, all a facade. So yeah, just playing with that duality a lot and how it's not binary. It's not one or the other. It's, it's very much a gray area between the two. Yeah. I love that this new single, uh, we get to hear more guitars, Woo! Uh, which is something that I've, I've yeah, loved yeah. from the very beginning. So Dan, uh, what was that process like for you creating? Um, this one was real. I was at home in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I had the house to myself, and I was like, I haven't been creative in so long. I was just like, couldn't. I honestly just wasn't into music at all. But I was like, I got the house to myself. I'm just going to try to make like an idea every day. And that was one of them. And I was really stoked on it. It was super catchy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I feel like all of our best songs kind of stem from like, like a really defined uh like guitar riff yeah. so i i knew it was going to be like a good one like a special like a good guy a good guy a good one good guy he's a good guy yeah it was really different it was like a i don't know for for any musicians or guitar players it was like a capo six it was something crazy and i just found these really cool chords and then it just kind of like wrote itself so would you say that's something different that you guys are like you've never done it like that before uh yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, a little different. Uh, I don't know why I did that. I I literally it hasn't, it hasn't made it easy for live. I I can't tell you why, but um, yeah, how is how is that live? Yeah, we got a, a guitar just <laughs> for that song right now. Hey, I appreciate. It. It's like the first time we've written a new song that wasn't a pain in the ass to sing live. So like, I'm like someone now else. You get someone to, else. Yeah. Usually, it's me and Will dying yeah, on yeah. stage during yeah. songs. I have seen a lot of comments actually. People noticing like the different range and like where your voice is. And yeah, it's, it's like, lower. Powerful and like lower. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like when we did Fever, it was like every song 
just got more and more difficult to sing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just weapon was so hard to sing at first for me. Now I've kind of got a handle on it. But at first I was like, I will never sound good singing this. Jump (laughs) is just so high. The melody for jump is actually the harmony of the original melody. Uh Uh-huh. So we were recording that, the harmony and then that. someone was like, what if that's just the melody? And I was like, what if it's not? What if it's not? But now it is. So, <laughs> yeah, usually. And somehow it goes like hand in hand. Whatever songs like challenging vocally, it's always challenging drums, too. So like you'll see at the end of like certain songs, Will and I are both just about to fall over. <laughs> so is this was this a decision that you made um, during the writing process of like, I want to sing an octave lower or I just want to be on a lower kind of no, spectrum? No, it just fit there. It just that's just where it sounded right and yeah. where it slotted in. So, yeah, we don't really um no, we don't consider my feelings when writing songs. <laughs> <laughs> the inspiration. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, it's Make just it work. whatever. The, listen, the best piece of advice of like music writing advice that I ever got was when like before I even met the guys, I was like at a music school called the School of Rock. And just like the movie. Um, <laughs> and this guy told me um, who went by the name of Static, which is really sick. Uh, he was like, do whatever serves the song. Mm. And at the time, I didn't really know what that meant. But now I realize it. It's like songs, they take on their own unique identity. And you'll yeah. know when something is better for the song, not necessarily you or anyone else, but like for the song. So you kind of have to respect the song as its own individual entity. How do you do that when there's a an additional songwriter in the room with you, especially like Cassandra, she's back on this track. Yeah, so, we love Cass. Um, like with that chemistry as well, like do you guys already, the two of you already know what you want or is there still kind of room to kind of like understand each other during the writing process? It's easy with Cass because we've written together before too. So we have just a great chemistry and we always did. Like we had from day one, that's why we kept writing together. Um, so I, I'd say it's pretty easy. She's incredible with melody and I think she really understands how to, write a beautiful melody that serves the song but also is has its own thing as well i think she's more creative than i am when it comes to melodies which is why i love working with her um my also f- awesome because i feel like she doesn't she hasn't really done too much like rock stuff yeah yeah she's uh she's from sweden and she's very much in like the swedish pop circuit um yeah. so it's actually really nice to have someone not from you know the rock scene of writing come on and it gives a really fresh perspective she writes melodies in a totally different way than i do so then when we come together we can really find what's best and try a bunch of different things mm. now i don't know i might be me being crazy but like when i watched the music video that just dropped on friday um i feel like you guys are just like in love with music all over again like this entire performance it's like there's this like there's this newfound love that I kind of felt like whether you in your faces, your reactions, the way you guys were playing, like, is that safe to say during the process of this song in general, whether it's the recording process, writing process or the music video? No, that's exactly what it is. Like, (laughs) like exactly. Uh, I definitely like fell out of love with music for a minute just because the band was going through a lot of uh, like growing pains and big shifts and stuff. And then like really fast, everything kind of came together. We brought um, some like really close friends kind of into the team finally and it and it really took everything to the next level everyone's really confident and just like i feel like we're all we feel like we can do the things maybe we were scared to do in the past um and just just own it and it's it's paying off and it we look happier like you said we're we're we love what we're doing we love the music so yeah smiling behind those glasses behind his glasses smiling with his eyes behind those glasses What would you guys say has been the biggest challenge so far with Good Guy during this entire process? 
probably just finishing it, yeah. like, <laughs> getting it done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. I think it was just getting it done on time. For me, it was just the top line, just making sure the top line matched the energy of the track. And yeah. Yeah. And now that you guys are independent on your own, like, is there more? Are you guys able to write music more relaxed and it's now on your timeline whenever you guys want to release the next thing? Or do you guys already have like a stacked year or so? Oh, yeah. We're like, we're just vibing. We, like, put, we put Good Guy into the system before it was even done because Damn. we knew we like we needed like three weeks or whatever for Spotify. So we put in like a rough version of it because yeah. um, I guess you can do that. Yeah. Like rough artwork, everything, yeah. just so it could get in there. And then once we got the final stuff, like I don't even know matter of maybe Chaos. like a week before we, yeah. we put it in so yeah it was very down to the wire and you just can't do that on a label like you have to think about i think the biggest pet peeve i realized being on the label was just having to like move your release dates around other artists release dates mm. so that oh, was yeah, the, that's painful and, and now we were just like this is a good time for us to release the song it, yeah. it's right before our tour is coming out like it'll be released the day before that's awesome that's perfect but in the past like we've had thoughts like that and it was kind of like oh sorry like so and so's band yeah. is putting out a song that day so we won't be able to give you any attention if you put it out that day it's like you have to go a different day and we're like that's horrible or like some stupid a and r note or something or like you know mix revisions when it's like you loved it on mix three or whatever so something that also no one will ever hear like Mm. just that's crazy yeah Yeah. it's more about just like i think we'd rather put out something that was slightly less than perfect but was just real than like overly polishing this thing yeah until it was kind of just unrecognizable. Yeah, that's a big thing too. Just like letting things go. We were we were definitely super, super, super nitpicky um, in the past, and just perfectionists to like a fault. Yeah, and I feel like we found the the line of where things are usually a lot better than we think they are. Yeah, and they don't <laughs> have to be like so clean and squeaky and perfect always too. Yeah. Like people like rawness and like you know hearing humanity in in music it's it's weird if it's you know we're getting towards a, a an age where everything's going to be it, everything's already so digital and now with mm-hmm. like music and ai and music like there is a space for things to be perfect yeah but if you want things that feel raw and real it's like you have to lean into your humanity and lean into the fact that we're not perfect yeah. and we're not supposed to be it's funny because I guess it goes back to like, you know, older, you know, the Beatles or even like Foo Fighters, early Foo Fighters. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they know how to record Blink. a live track. Blink. They know how to record with a live track. And like now it's like everything is a computer or like. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 We try and like re- now I think we're trying to record our songs more like our shows. Like, you nice. know, we, we, we want it to have all the bells and whistles. It's not like we want it to be yeah so imperfect that it's not good or anything like that. But um, it just doesn't need to be like overly overly done yeah dan what is this uh what is this tour looking like i know you guys just started it but what can fans look forward to on this tour and um are you guys performing a lot of your discography are you guys on a specific era like oh yes the set list goes through the entire catalog We're our own eras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's just a fun like high energy show i don't think there's really too many slow songs it's pretty it's pretty Zero. upbeat um zero slow songs no slow songs also you can buy way more tickets to our, uh, our eras tour than Taylor's. that is true <laughs> way so cheaper. way cheaper you can get you could yeah. you could buy out the whole venue if you want <laughs> for the price of one ticket <laughs> <laughs> Ever is. 
Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for reuniting with me. Uh, congratulations with the new release. I'm looking forward to more music. You guys, be sure to check out Against the Current. They're on tour now. And uh, thanks for watching our Forever Live. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.